my name is Randy, and I will be your host for this episode of Infotainment. I will be your round mound of podcast sound, pound for pound, the best podcast around. I would usually say that at the beginning of every episode, and this being my 200th episode of Infotainment. Hooray! <laughs> but I'm mad as How dare you! So, I won't be doing my usual intro today. Classic move. Oh yeah. I would like to welcome everyone to my 200th episode. Yeah, if it wasn't for sound effects. One day I'm going to do a whole show with nothing but sound effects. This is like the, uh, you got your regular radio, <laughs> terrestrial radio, and then you have the public access of radio, and that's what I think audio podcasts are, the public access of net radio. Uh, I worked in public access television for a short time, helping people produce shows and stuff like that. Well, what made me so mad was I i always say I'm going to write stuff down and how to work this thing when I, I was going to come in with a new intro, new music, and doing some talking over it and some some real funky royalty-free stuff, but nothing hit me to use. I recorded some stuff, and and to do that, I got to go in and change settings and and uh, change settings in Audacity and, and then trying to get them back, and then I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting audio to my headsets and working with these virtual channels is a little confusing at times for those with the roadcaster pro 2 um i feel for you if you're trying to muddle your way through that but i got this set up the simplest way possible so far and in the hopes that eventually it'll become more as i get more used to it and introduce some video with it but here i buy some tripods for my phone that's the only camera I got right at the moment, but uh, it's supposed to work with the phone, and and there's no way to it, where it will hold your phone and and you be able to use the uh, USB-C cable on it. It would crush the thing together, and the only way to get audio there would be Bluetooth, and that's not as good as the corded method but we'll try to get uh used to it that's why i bought this thing I was trying to uh, what it would eventually become for this uh infotainment program but it's stalling me <laughs> it's stalling. Uh, not used to working with channels that have no sliders and here you know you select it and you think you can 
move it up and down with your finger. And that, I, when I had it lit, lit up, and then I went to the dial, and then that worked. And uh, just a nightmare uh, trying to get that set up. And then I, <laughs> I got so mad, I just erased the music I recorded. So I just stayed with the stock stuff I have. Uh, why do you always have to deter these things? For this, my 200th episode, I would just like to say, Hey, where are the white women at? <laughs> Things will get better. <laughs> this episode, hang in there, folks. In celebration of my 200 episodes, I thought about going to the uh, local uh, bar across the street, kitty corner from my apartment building. But this is... Uh, <laughs> About a year or so ago, uh, this is a believable story because it's true. Unlike my unbelievable stories, because they are unbelievable. But I was there one Saturday night, I believe, with a few people from the apartment complex. And there were two women there that came in pretty much dressed the same wearing leggings that were far too tight and you kind of had the uh, Grand Canyon of camel toes going there <laughs> but <laughs> that's a true thing but after a while uh, one guy comes in and one punches uh, another dude who was hanging out with this uh, one one of those women he was trying to be um, uh, Captain Save-A-Ho. But he <laughs> drags one of them out of the bar while this guy is, like, writhing in pain on the floor. And I think we left soon after that. But that happened at this local bar. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> it was a funny experience, but they were... There are some women that were twerking there, so I had my hand in the air, give them the old uh, fist twirl, like, uh, keep it going. <laughs> well, to change the subject uh, even more dramatically, how do you feel about class reunions? Going to them, have you had fun? What's the uh, strangest thing that's happened to you at a class reunion? And I was thinking back, and I got one coming up. I've been to a couple, but I was thinking about the experiences I had at the uh, the two I went to. Um, and I'm thinking, oh, did I have a great time? Mm, not especially. <laughs> I had some weird things said to me and some other Things that I did, which I uh, kind of only ended up embarrassing myself. Well, I I went to two different high schools. That's part of the reason, because I left in sixth grade and went to uh, a high school, East, East Newton High School near Granby, Missouri, for two years. And then I came back to my hometown and... Uh, finished up high school there so at each place i lost 
the friends that I had made and stuff. So I don't, and the best friend I got right now is somebody I never went to high school with. The best friends I got right now I never went to school with. And in um, talking with one of the organizers of this year's uh, class reunion, I, I felt like I was being kind of dissed, but I asked a simple question about uh, we, it is our class reunion is over. We have this celebration called Turkey Day where we have a parade. And I just asked if I said, well, I couldn't. I wouldn't attend the the dinner deal, but I would jump on the uh, parade float if we we had one this year. And and in float, I mean, I I did jump on one one year, and and basically it was a flatbed trailer. It wasn't like saying someone should design a. Uh, Rose Bowl parade float for the thing. And basically, it was a flatbed tra- trailer. You know, I and like oh, we we've done so many much. Uh, we've done this so, so much better than you could have. I got that sort of vibe. So I thought, screw this. I don't. I mean, if people want to talk to me from high school, they can over Facebook and a message. There is only one person I'd be, well, maybe a couple people I'd be interested in seeing anyway, you know. And, and I thought about it. Did Do you have anything you really want to say to anybody there? Or would it just be looking around and saying, God, did we? should we look this old already? So I thought, screw this. Stay away from it. That's the way a lot of people I talk to do. They go to maybe one or two and say, fuck it for the rest of them. And then I was like, oh, I'm not planning a, a float. We're doing, we're moving heaven and earth to plan this reunion. And it's going to be so much better than you could have done. And blah, blah, blah. What is it like getting a list of people and then contacting them and collecting a payment? Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. Like I was asking them, to, the class reunion organizers, to cure cancer or something, If asking if we were going to have a parade, uh flatbed trailer for us to sit on and ride through the parade but so I won't be doing that <clears throat> going to be held at our local uh, brewery called the Forbidden Barrel so yeah I don't have anybody I really want to see or have anything I want to say now these just use Facebook as your class reunion. People can talk to you if they want or whatever. So, so it goes. I got a trip coming a few days afterwards, anyway. I'm gonna take a hard left turn right now and try a different topic and 
This is about, well, sometimes I do things about dating in 2022. And this uh, audio clip is from a woman who gets it. Uh, <laughs> and how many guys out there, single guys, would have loved to have met this woman in their 20s? And <laughs> Uh, I'm way out of the dating pool anyway, but this would, would have been interesting and made me think twice. But she she definitely does get it and was trolled a little bit and then puts them in their place because uh, she was chastised for rewarding her husband for the little things. And just listen to what she says here. And for those women that think a guy should just worship the ground that you uh, walk on uh, with their wallets and whatever else, just because you're there and consider yourself all that in a bag of chips, should uh, listen up. So a few people in the comment section are talking shit about rewarding a man for the bare minimum. And I'm going to respectfully tell you to pull your head out of your ass. You can adjust your perspective without lowering your standards. This commenter is very passionate about letting other people know that this type of behavior shouldn't be praised. But from what I can tell, they're single or just haven't been in a relationship for a significant amount of time. And I don't say that as like a bad thing, but as someone who's kept the same person happy for almost 20 years, here's why they're wrong. I'm 35. I've been with my husband since I was 15. By no means am I an expert or the perfect wife, but you don't get to year 17 of marriage still being happy without learning a few things. Don't confuse rewarding bare minimum with appreciating the little things. Rewarding bare minimum is like calling a man a good father because he pays his child support on time. There's also a difference between having high standards and then having unrealistic expectations that only set your partner up for failure. True partnership is not splitting everything 50-50. Some shit is going to be 40, 60, 90, 10, 0, 100. Yeah, we both drive the car, but I don't know shit about its maintenance. I can't even put air in my tires. My husband's family owned a mechanic shop. He knows everything about cars. That's his area. Obviously, we both eat, but I love to cook and I'm so good at it that I published my own cookbook. He thinks craft singles are cheese. Meals are my area. Just because an expectation has been agreed upon doesn't mean it shouldn't be acknowledged and appreciated. True story, last week our car battery died. Getting it fixed is a basic need, not really heroic by any means, but I couldn't done it as quickly or as cheaply as he did. Sure, it was inherently easier for him. It still included making phone calls about our warranty, finding the battery itself, and then switching it out himself to save us some money, even though it included taking the tire off and all this other shit. I appreciated the fuck out of that. Had I been able to solve that problem for him without an ounce of his effort, he would cream his manties, rightfully so. That is what he did for me with the pocket frozen lasagna. The wisdom is realizing it's not about the fucking lasagna. It's the nature of the gesture and acknowledging its impact. The man didn't just spend $15 and five minutes on dinner. He anticipated my needs, did my job for me, and filled up my love tank with flawless execution. Minimizing that to being just par for the course is the most ungrateful shit I've ever heard. Shitting on a frozen lasagna like that is ex-girlfriend energy. Appreciating a small gesture that had a big impact is solid partner energy. The only person being rewarded for bare minimum in that video is me. So while the original commenter alluded to me supporting the patriarchy, I'd argue my husband is the bigger feminist. 
because he actually views me as his equal. Actively loving your partner in the smallest of ways has an ROI of 100% and diminishing its value will rob you blind. And while bedroom activities may not be the currency of every household, here that shit is like black leggings, goes with everything. Look, none of us are saints, neither men or women, but if you're single or having a rocky marriage or whatever, I think there's some words of wisdom to be garnered from that uh, audio clip. Classic move. Oh, yeah. Right now, I'm going to try to record the best time of the day when trains go by every five minutes, it seems, and there is a dog in this building that shouldn't be here that barks constantly, that should be on a farm, but or somewhere where it can get more exercise. But uh, right now I'm going to do a movie review. Uh, went to the movie a Bullet Train yesterday, followed by a, a non-profitable trip to a, a local, well, uh, hour or so away, casino. <laughs> Uh, just a warning to you, there will be spoilers. And this is the movie uh, Bullet Train that stars Brad Pitt and a bunch of others. I'm not sure of their names, but I know Sandra Bullock was in it. Uh, well, her voice mainly, but she was shown at the end of the movie I don't know what it was about her. Her face looked odd, like it was uh, photoshopped, or <laughs> she had construction-grade makeup on. I'm not sure what was going on there. If you don't like the sight of blood, uh, do not go to this movie. <laughs> there is a little action in it, and... If if you don't pay attention, it is it is easy to lose track of uh, who's working for who, who's after who. Uh, <laughs> but it is a good movie, and my my biggest complaint, not just of this movie, but uh, all movies in general. Why do they think? that we need music under everything. And the music, uh, when dialogue is being spoken, uh, especially in an accent or whatever, uh, the music is like almost loud enough to make your ears bleed. It's like, I don't know, people don't walk around with... Uh, uh, a music background in their lives. Why <laughs> do we need music under everything? But there are some uh, creative uh, ways of dealing with people on this uh, uh, bullet train. And <laughs> it's uh, amazing what uh, uh, the amount of dead people uh, dead and then uh, 
coming back to life. There is. <laughs> but if you enjoy Brad Pitt, you should enjoy this movie. And you know, lots of action not involving guns all the time. And uh, uh, stylized violence. Maybe not on the level of... Uh, the John Wick movies, but and also some that uh, is not so stylized. But you do, uh, you got to pay attention uh, who's who and who's related to who and and um, uh, what's going on there and what's being done. And the, there's a, a quite a few f uh, flashbacks to different things that happen. That kind of explain things, but all ends well. And uh, I would say the easiest acting job for Ryan Reynolds ever. Just a shot of him kind of standing there for like two seconds. But he is considered the top. Well, they never do really explain who everybody is what their job title was. You know, I watched the movie Nobody with Bob Odenkirk that I thoroughly enjoyed. And there was a very uh, whimsical use of the soundtrack that <laughs> the, the music added was a comedic, uh, uh, what do I want to call that? for comedic effect also when people are dying and stuff like that. But they did say what his job was. He was an auditor for the uh, three-letter agencies, uh, the FBI, the NSA, and the CIA, and the LTG, and the GBU. No, I'm just... But uh, an auditor being someone who uh, uh, kills somebody for illegal activities that uh, law enforcement uh, can't get their hands on. And this person can. So, but I enjoyed the movie and... What else can I say about it? But just you gotta you gotta pay pay attention in between the violence and the loud music. Well, it uh, involves a briefcase with a large amount of money in it and uh, gold bars and him getting it, retrieving it, and a whole lot of other people wanting it. When in the end, it really doesn't uh, matter as much as uh, family-type things. It involves the Japanese underworld and <clears throat> mafia-type outfits. So if you like that type of movie, you might uh, go to it. But uh, if you can't stand the sight of blood, do not attend. This is just an FYI. 
for people who I sometimes forget that most people listen to podcasts by their phone or in their vehicle. And I didn't think about it, but when I looked at infotainmentpodcast.com on my phone, the PayPal option does not show, show up. But if you use it, you can donate via randyms12 at gmail.com. If you are so inclined and enjoy the show, I would really appreciate it and give you a thank you if you would recommend it to somebody else and subscribe. But for now, I think I'm going to call this an end to an episode 200. And I wish you could, uh, well, I could put up all 200 episodes, but uh, the audio quality in the beginning was not the greatest. But no place will you probably see uh, a number of episodes saying 200. But with the way technological problems are, are the bane of my existence when you have so many places that this podcast goes and you expect things to work one way. You know, I expected to see the whole, uh, the whole uh, web page for my website on the phone, but of course not. You just see a list of programs, which you can play from there. But if you look on a PC, you see the whole web page with the PayPal option there. But, you know, if you use PayPal, I guess it doesn't make a difference if you have the address. And I suppose that's changed too, and I'm saying that wrong also, but... I would just like to thank everyone who's stuck with the program for uh, a lot of episodes <laughs> or even one or two and uh, welcome uh, to Morocco. Some people or people, one person or many have uh, picked up on the program and that's the first time for uh, that country. But, uh, of course, a train coming by. And I think I'm going to call it quits for episode uh, 200. Wait the milestone from the humble beginnings of this program. <laughs> Still trying to be uh, humble with all the ups and downs of technology that... Uh, have irked me in uh, in the past and the present and the future. But I hope you have a good morning, good afternoon, and a good evening wherever you are in the world. And as always, I hope you have a pleasant day today and a happy ending tonight. Evacuation order acknowledged. Initiating shutdown sequence.